Warning, we are a spoilers podcast. At times, we are also an offensive podcast. And we are most certainly a verbally explicit podcast. So if you fear for any of your delicate sensibilities, please back up now before you reach the point of no return. All right, pussies, this is your final warning. Welcome to another ill-conceived episode of Cinematic Anarchy. Uh, we are uh, here tonight with uh, the main crew. We have Miss B. Hello. Who I could barely hear there. Hello. There we go. Much better. Words. <laughs> and Mr. Omar. Hello, hello, hello. Or Mr. Maestro, whatever you want to call him. I've been calling you Mr. Maestro. Oh, then. Yeah. A little bit of singing from Omar. I don't know. I was just thinking about uh, Kurt Cobain for a moment. <laughs> okay. And this evening we are going to be discussing two Quentin Tarantino films. One directed by and one written by. Uh, we'll be discussing... Oh, pardon me for a minute as I <coughs> clear my throat. We'll be discussing True Romance and Reservoir Dogs, and I think we should start with the one where uh, we've all actually watched the film, because uh, Omar skipped over the dogs, but he has seen it. Yeah, I've seen it many times. It's one of my favorites. Well, next time we do, a, like, a double feature or multiple feature, fucking, we should make sure that they're all free. Very mm, true. Yeah. That, that would help. Yeah, I went and that, purchased that the help. movies. I didn't just rent I gotta them. be saving this week, and I, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw both. Free double features. Well, next week will be easier to do because you just pick out a Gary Oldman movie and they're everywhere. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing Gary Oldman hasn't been in. The fuck? I guarantee you. Fuck it. I don't know. I guarantee you, if you look in, like, the background, he'll be, like, standing in the background of, like, Twilight or some shit, just like, hey, what the fuck is up? Like this. And you wouldn't be able to recognize him because Gary Oldman's one of those fucking people that can change character. Easily. As an actor, I love Gary Oldman because he he is the the actor that you won't remember for Gary Oldman. You remember the character. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean he's not a he's not an easy guy to forget at all. And this particular role for him, Drexel Spivey, the white Rastafarian <laughs> pimp, was probably <laughs> one of my favorite roles of his of all time because like. He always yeah. goes over the top with his characters, but this one, and maybe the character, the, the, the evil character from Fifth Element, were probably my favorites of his. Yeah. Uh, Fucking, I, I love Brad Pitt's character in this. Just, like, always on the couch, like, yeah, man, I know who they are. No, you want to smoke a bowl? <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, you don't want to smoke a bowl with Drexel. No. You don't want to do that at all. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about Brad Pitt's character. Oh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, right? Floyd. Like, such a small role, Floyd. Uh, one of yeah, my... Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's like a little background character, but like the entire time, he's just... He's of... got the whole like, Cheech and Chong vibe going. Like, disconnected from the world, but like, yeah, man, I know where they are. Uh, and then takes 15 minutes to, like, get a sentence out. <laughs> well, he's he's quite toasty at that point. Quite <laughs> toasty. Uh, I think, like, one of the best scenes in that film, and I think I mentioned this to you before, uh, Christopher Walken's Blue Lou character and uh, uh-huh. Dennis Hopper. That, that whole interaction between the two of them in the uh, the trailer just before he blows Dennis Hopper away. Yeah. yeah. 
I thought was probably one of my favorite interactions for with Christopher Walken like ever. Just that whole scene between the two of them. Uh, and he was so young there. Like, mm-hmm. God, I know. I'm, I'm going to lose my mind when Christopher Walken dies. I just recently watched him in... Uh, I just recently watched him in Hairspray. Oh my god. And he looks so mm-hmm. old there compared to how he looked in that film. Wasn't think... he the dad that father to that girl? Yes, yes. He was the dad and the husband to John Travolta. Yep. <laughs> Hairspray was crazy. I didn't watch Hairspray, but I think I need to. Oh. Yeah. John Travolta played this big lady. Well, I mean, I know that. It was crazy. I love Hairspray. Hairspray is a good film. I, I really do like that. I like both versions of it. Even the uh, Ricky Lake Divine version of Hairspray. Yeah. Have you seen that version? Yeah, that's pretty good. The John Waters yeah. version of Hairspray? Yeah. You are missing something if you haven't seen John Waters, Miss B. John Waters, his films are okay. like, oh. oh. <laughs> he is like the he like the king of filth. He is he is for filth what Quentin Tarantino is for ultraviolence. He is. What's what's his name? Uh, John Waters. He looks a little creepy. <laughs> but uh, he worked with Divine frequently. He had a couple of movies that he did with her, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And Nico is currently cussing at something. What the fuck is going on with my computer? I don't know. It's not letting me type shit. And it's just going to this weird encoding. Uh, your computer or your surface? My, my surface is my computer. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. You broke it. I better fucking not have. No? This is the only thing I have to use for work, bro. No, that's not good. You need it. Well, yeah, you, you do a lot of stuff on that surface. If that thing busts, do you have a protection yeah, plan on, any sword on it? Did you get any protection on it? Uh, Fredo did. Well, maybe you can go get it fixed. I'm probably going to have to. Hmm. Anyway, as I stretch and yawn in the middle of the podcast, which makes absolutely no sense, ah, uh, all right, we, we've stalled. We're in the middle of talking about true romance. Favorite scene in the movie. I've already given you mine. Blue Lou versus the uh, the dad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my favorite scene was fucking when um, this guy was in the room with Slater's wife. Da-da-da! Slater's Alabama. wife? Yeah. Oh, James Gandolfini. Oh yeah. my god, I'm gonna fucking scream. My computer is driving me insane. What the fuck is going on with this shit? Anyway. Um, no, no. Uh, 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 Alabama and starts like beating the shit out of her like oh where the fuck is my cocaine blah 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 yeah that's the mm -hmm. that's Tony Soprano when that interaction like first starts out he's like being all like cutesy with her and everything oh you're so pretty here give me a little twirl and then punches her in the fucking face where the fuck is my shit no I I, and honestly I, I didn't realize that was uh Tony Soprano the first time that I watched that movie he looked so young and kind of thin yeah. You know? Because he put on a lot of weight. Yeah. He did. Uh, no, it was... It, it, that was probably a very good scene. Her, her defending herself against him. Yeah, and no, it was great. Like, the entire time, she's just like... about. She looks like she's about to say something, and she's just like, Haha, fuck you. Spits in his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um... For you all. Virgil, that was the name. Virgil? Yes. 
Yeah, the the James Caldwell Finley character. Your favorite scene, Mister Omar. Kinda. I I I enjoyed I enjoyed all of the characters in that movie. I have forgotten how much I liked it. Um. No, my favorite gotta be gotta be Jackie. Scene, not character, Omar. Oh, I thought you said the character. Oh, when <laughs> definitely when Virgil shows up to beat the shit out of him. I think second favorite scene would probably be the interaction between, uh, oh God, what is his name? Why am I forgetting his name now? Uh, Christian Slater's character. The, uh... Oh, uh Worley, something uh, Clarence. Clarence and Drexel. That whole scene where he where he's liberating uh, Alabama's belongings. Yeah. yeah. He went to relieve her of her contract by killing him. But it was not my favorite scene for, for Christian Slater. It was because of the fact that I loved um, Drexel Spivey, that character, so much. Even that interaction where they're talking about... With Samuel L. Jackson in the hotel room, right? And he oh picks, my God, up the, yeah. picks up the shotgun. Imagine, imagine this is your girl, and this, and you're you. <laughs> yeah, and it just blows everyone away. Right. Such a big cast, though. It, it's a fantastic cast. It really is. I, uh, I appreciate the movie for for just how widely known most of the cast members are now in spite of the fact that back then they were not quite as widely known and yeah. uh the guy that directed this movie actually directed some pretty damn big movies so this was kind of under the radar for him uh he directed days of thunder crimson tide uh there was a couple of others that were off the top of my head that i, I can't remember right now or i guess they're not off the top of my head anymore they're gone from my head Oh, we should do a Natural Born Killers episode. Oh, right? Yeah. That is a... F oh. now, that is a good movie. I think that's a rental, though, now. I don't think we can just watch it. I don't think it's just available anywhere. Fuck. Yeah? Motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, Andrew, yeah, no dead silence, guys. We're trying not to dead silence. Let's move on to the next movie. Let's move yeah, on to the next talk movie. About fucking Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Clowns you to the left of me. Jokers to the right. You got a great fucking cast for this shit too. Oh my god! You had everybody from Quentin Tarantino, Steve Buscemi, I believe. Uh, Michael Madsen was in it. Uh, Harvey yep. Keitel. Tim Roth. Lawrence Tierney. Randy. Randy Books. Kirk Baltz. Edward Bunker. Ed Bunker, the author. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh... That Harvey was a... Keitel? Harvey, <laughs> Harvey Keitel? Keitel. Harvey Keitel and Tim Roth would actually go on to be in other Quentin Tarantino movies as well. Uh, I, I think Keitel was... Yeah. Was he not in uh, Jackie Brown and, uh... He was also in uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. And I yes. think Tim Roth also went on to be in the very beginning of Pulp Fiction. And he was in, uh... Oh, God, what is the name of the movie? Uh, Four Rooms. Which is probably one of the worst Quentin Tarantino films I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about it. I haven't seen Four Rooms. I didn't watch that one. It's right up my alley. It's a bad movie. It was comedically bad. Ah, uh, one of those. Trying to be funny, but not really. Oh, man. I, I, I've seen Harvey Keitel in, like, a lot of shit. He's he's always been a great fucking like great actor. actor. Mean Streets. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I've I've seen a lot of Harvey Keitel, and uh, I don't. Is he even doing anything anymore? I mean, he's got to be up there in age. Um, he was in um. You did you see the Irishman? Yes, yes, that was a good movie. That's right. He was in it. He's he's still like coming out with new shit. It was in it, and you know yeah. he played a Cold guy that in real life uh, nothing Boyd. like him, and I believed him. 
he, he's got three or two things coming out this year and another one that's undecided. Uh, Just Noise, Langsy, Fatima. Oh, God. He's got a lot coming out. Live Fast, Die Laughing. He's also yeah, so he's a pretty good actor. He's still he's still working a lot. He's, he's also got the shit that uh, comes out every year. The guy he's kind of like Nicolas Cage, except for I respect Harvey Keitel more. <laughs> no, 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 we are not going to put Nicolas Cage and Harvey Keitel in the same I category. I didn't. Whatsoever. Bear with me. Bear with me. I was trying to say that he's kind of like Nicolas Cage in the way that he puts out several movies a year instead of just one. He is constantly trying to work. So he's a constantly pumping stuff out. He's very, he's very prolific. I was complimenting uh, he's, him. Let's say his Nicolas Cage was a better... Better work record. Oh, yeah. Better work record, better acting, better everything. Maybe not as much of a piece of shit, but maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't vouch for that one. Yeah, no, but no, he no. looks like a guy who's not a piece of shit. I don't think he is. No. So, this film... I, I I think I love yeah, the opening. Dogs? I don't know. It's. I mean, they're they're both fucking classics. Uh, Reservoir Dogs is just like you know your your typical fucking group heist movie that goes wrong. It's like a group heist gangster film almost. And when I say gangster, yeah. I'm yeah. like mafioso gangster, not boys yeah. in the hood. Yeah. And fucking like <laughs> nobody knows each other. They're giving each other. They get fucking like colors for Mr. names. Mr. Orange, Mr. Pink, Mr. Black. You know, half of them fucking die, and the other half kills themselves in a shootout because they Good can't job. figure out who's the rat. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino died for a stupid reason. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like the dumbest, the he dumbest. the death. car and fucking face plants it on the wheel. Is he dead? Yeah, he's dead. All right, leave him there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, he, I love Quentin Tarantino, don't get me wrong, but, like, the less of him in a movie sometimes, the better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, something about him. It's really weird with the foot stuff. The only, yeah, I was going to say, the only (laughs) movie that I saw that I, like, really liked him in, and he he played the ultra-rapey, ultra-creepy character Seth Gecko in, in, uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. The, uh, exactly. The yeah. brother who eventually really weird with the foot stuff. Oh yeah, Re- to the point that uh, Selma Hayek's character poured whiskey down her leg, down her toe, and into his mouth. Yeah, it was gross. Shortly before but I killing. I mean, hey man, people are into that shit. He had a foot. Well, <laughs> he also you know, tends to put it a little too much into his films. But anywho, mm-hmm. uh, what was you guys' favorite um, scene from this movie? Because uh, mine was the very last scene where he's, like, holding the cop's head after he fucking admits that he was the rat and fucking... He's sitting there like, I fucking... I vouched for you, you piece of shit, and shoots him in the head in front of all the other cops and then gets shot. My favorite scene for Reservoir Dogs had to be when they called in Harvey Keitel, who is supposed to be the fixer, the cleaner, whatever. And he basically just comes in and starts telling them what to do, and they lose it. <laughs> Uh, you remember that, you know, they needed to, to clean up that whole thing. So they call him in, and he looks at everything and starts telling him, you, do this, you, do that. And everybody thought, you know, they was calling in this guy, paying him a whole bunch of money to basically make it look like nothing happened there. Wait, Harvey Keitel was already in the, the building. Yeah. Who was it that they called to, to tell them to clean the, the scene up? Hmm. Let's see. Was it, uh, was it Mr. Blonde? Michael I think it was Mr. Blonde, yes. Mm. Uh, was it Mr. The guy, Blonde? That, the guy that cuts off the, the other dude's ear and ties him up in the chair in the middle of the warehouse. Wasn't it, uh... Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Blonde. Uh, Vic Vega. Yeah, uh... 
Oh, right, right, right. Michael Madsen's character. Was it Vic? Is that what they called him? Yeah. Oh! Vic Vega. I'm Harvey Keitel. I just looked it up. The Wolf. Let me see. Oh. Winston Wolf is a supporting character. Oh, no. This is uh, Pulp Fiction. But... <laughs> no, Winston Wolf was uh, in Pulp Fiction, but Harvey Keitel was the cleaner in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. That is right. I, uh... Let me see. I'm confused, you know. No, 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 you're right, you're right. Okay. But Harvey Keitel was also in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. He was. Was he in Pulp Fiction as well? Wow, they used Harvey yeah. Keitel in a lot of his films, then. I can't, I can't remember... He was also, was, he was also they... really an asshole in Pulp Fiction, too. <laughs> well, he kind of plays the asshole character pretty well. Even his priest character from uh, Dusk Till Dawn was kind of an asshole. If you see... Uh, the Irishman... Okay, so, um, hang on. Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction are, like, tied into each other. Because uh, Vic Vega is in Vincent Pulp. Vega's brother. Oh, John okay. Vogel's brother. Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that was like a, a continuation. Screen, been they have been confirmed by Tarantino as being brothers. Mr. Ro Blonde's real name being Vic Vega. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, they're tied. Yeah, okay. I think my favorite scene is the uh, scene with Michael Madsen and the cop. That initial scene where he starts where he starts carving the cop up was probably my, my favorite scene. Yeah. So, I don't know. These are both fucking classic, classics, and there's like there's so much to say about it, but we're not saying anything about it. It's just like, I mean, it's one of those weekends. I think yeah. it's been one of those weekends the past like five weeks. Right. <laughs> well, the problem is like like we're not gathering indoors anymore. We're 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 gathering in separate houses. It's a little tougher to keep up a conversation when you're not really able to yeah. physically look the person in the face. You're looking at a computer screen. Yeah. And the the audio's way off, so sometimes you're talking too loud and sometimes you're talking too soft. It just happens. Heartburn? A little bit. I don't know. I got like a bubble in my lung. Bubble in your lung? It was it was weird. It, it's a weird feeling. It just it goes away after a second. Okay. Anyway, worst part of the movies again. of both movies. Oh. The worst part, worst scene you felt, or worst element from either one of those movies. Okay, the interaction between um, Vic Vega and Larry during Re Reservoir Dogs when like they first meet, fucking when. Vic Vega walks in. He's, uh, what was what was the, the? You gonna you gonna bark all day, little doggy, or are you gonna bite? Like that was so fucking cheesy. Yeah, super. I cheesy. hated it. As as bad as it's gonna sound, my my least favorite line in both movies was probably from Gary Oldman, and that was when the he's standing over Clarence's body after beating him down, and he goes, "Was it White Boy Day?" No man, I don't think it was White Boy Day. And I'm like, the words coming out of Gary's you mouth. You are just, a white boy. The words coming out of his mouth. Is it was it White Boy Day? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, okay, so I think it might have been White Boy moments, Day. My least favorite scene. I, I mean, not really so much scene, but the way. Um, oh God, what's her fucking name? Do do do. What's her name? Patricia Arquette. The okay. way Patricia Arquette fucking, like, tried to fight off this dude in the hotel room. Right. Like, she's, like, sitting there with a fucking corkscrew, like, ah! It's, it's so dumb. Like, bro, grab something heavier. Well, she's obviously not a fighter. She's just... Neither am I, but damn. <laughs> grab something heavy, not a fucking corkscrew. Like, yeah, shove the corkscrew in. Yeah, I guess. She shoved the corkscrew in his fucking foot, but, like... But you don't have to be a fighter. Body. You don't have to be a fighter for when you find yourself in a situation when you got no choice but fight. You're gonna exactly. fight. 
it's exactly you don't have to be one of these fucking like super talented fucking MMA yeah. fighters yeah. to to defend yourself. Exactly. Fucking you look for an opening, you take that opening. She had plenty of opportunity to shove that shit right into the dude's eye and be rid of that whole being thrown around the apartment fucking endeavor. You, you, yeah, that was pretty crazy. So if you watch the movie, she played her role kind of to a T, if you think about it, even through that scene where she could not fight. She is the atypical lover, not a fighter. She was the girl that... She was she was a prostitute, basically. The girl that used her for feminine... For Well, yeah. even still. Depending even still. on her work, those four days could have had a lot of experience. <laughs> That's very true. I mean... <laughs> Depending on the calls. I mean, all of this stuff happened within, like, what, a week? Yeah, everything was, like, pretty fast amount of time. They meet, they fuck, they get married, and then they go through this whole fucking mobster issue. Well, they took the drugs. Well, yeah! yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bronson Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot in that movie. What did you think of him? Okay. That's the liaison between Michael Rappaport and okay, uh, okay, Lee. Yeah. yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. Oh, God, I forgot his name. That That's a name that I could not forget for for a few minutes, and then now I'm forgetting it, like, while I'm in the middle. Elliot. Elliot. Elliot, Elliot Spitzer or something like that? Elliot Blitzer. something. Blitzer. Blitzer. You, Elliot Spitzer is what came to my mind, because it's, uh, oh, God, who's Elliot Spitzer? God. I don't fucking know. I'm going to have to look that up. But uh, it, yeah, you're gonna have to. the the name was very familiar. I'm like, that sounds like it was stolen. Somebody stole yeah. that. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's Elliot Blitzer, and I hated his character. He's such a fucking pussy. <laughs> Him crying after the roller coaster. He looked so horrible, just crying the entire way through. Crying and vomiting, and crying some more after he gets caught by the cops. And then telling his little prostitute to shove his drugs down her fucking pants. Like, no, bitch. Well. (laughs) Alright. And both of these movies were very heavily drug-laden. They were. Uh, Even even, uh, Tim Roth's entire thing about having to hide the the pot on him while the dog's barking at him in the bathroom. Yeah. That was kind of classic. Dumb cops, through and through, but classic. I All really right. like yeah. um, Saul Rubinek's character in True Romance. Saul, okay, who's that? Lee. Lee. Lee, okay, yes, yes, yes. Lee's character was uh, atypical the, the Hollywood douche. Guy. He was the Hollywood yeah, douche like, guy. Yeah, but the way he's like screaming at his, uh, at Elliot, like, he, like he's got like half his mouth shut and he's talking like a fucking like Popeye cartoon character. He well, he talks like that. If you've seen him in anything else, he talks like that. That's just the way he talks. Okay, I didn't know if that was like a regular thing. I mean, I've seen him in a few things, and I noticed that he does that like Popeye thing. But it's like I didn't um, know it was everything. Milo Vindamajali? is that what his last name is? I don't, I don't know these people. The, the guy, fr- he was uh, in. Uh, I'm a uh, youngin. He played Sylvester Stallone's son in Rocky Balboa, basically. Uh and he also played, uh, oh god, he was in Heroes, he was in uh, the Gilmore Girls, uh, he's also in This Is Us, he's like the main character in This Is Us, the the father, or whatever, throughout the entire show. He played, you said he played Sylvester Shalom's son in, Rock, in Rocky? Yes. Because they look so much alike, they both have the same... Uh, lip nerve uh, issue. In Rocky Five. Yeah, it was a Rocky. No, no, uh, Rocky Balboa. Yes. The movie. It's not. It's not a numbered movie. It's. It's literally just Rocky Balboa. Yeah, you're looking for it now. Sage Stallone. Yeah, I was gonna say Sage Stallone, right? He died. No, no, no. I, 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 oh, okay, Milo Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia. Okay, I didn't pronounce his last name correctly, but whatever. Uh, 
They all, they all have the same nerve issue with their lips. Well, you learn something new every day. All right. Well, that being said, I think we've kind of tied up the remainder of this first half of the podcast. Maybe we can go ahead and uh, slide into the sponsorship. Sponsorships. And uh, we shall be back. We shall be back. All right. Welcome back uh, to the second half of our podcast. Uh, Thank you for sticking with us through the sponsors <coughs> and through Omar choking on whatever that was. Hashtag COVID! And we have a, a nice little premise for a movie here today. We're going to go ahead and do a pitch storm. And here is the pitch. A chubby pool boy that dreams of being a porn star must defend their family and farmhouse from a child-eating witch. And... The notes here are, two grooms are great, but what about three? So apparently this is a wedding movie. Okay, I want Jonah Hill, fucking James Franco, and Seth Seth Rogen. And Seth, the three grooms. And I want Minnie Driver to be the child-eating witch. Uh. (laughs) Ah. Mini Driver does, like, a good evil stepmother kind of deal. I was I was close to Mini Driver. I, I, I had uh, Helena Bonham Carter in my head. She's also good, but I still... Who says there has to be one? Who, who says there has to be one? Lesbian life partner, cannibalistic it, witches. Why not? I, 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 I'm here for it. And here's here's the the thought I'm having. Okay, so you got Jonah Hill. He's the side story the entire time. The chubby pool boy that wants to be a a, a porn star. He's the side story. Then no, no, got- no, 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 no. I want Jonah Hill and fucking James Franco to be like the main romantic couple, like male couple, and Seth Rogen be the the side character pool boy. Okay, so Seth Rogen is the side character pool boy. My he, all, he always plays, like, a leading role. Yeah. And Jonah Hill's, like, usually, like, a side character, so, like, I want to switch it up a little bit. That works. All right, because my, my first thought was, you take James Franco, I guess we're going to have Jonah Hill here, and they are actually preparing to wed Minnie Driver and Helena Bonham Carter. There is, like, a May-December romance going over here because both of them are, like, cougars compared to the two of them. Yeah. They're a bit older. And About three buddies married three cougars. These guys make are... the third cougar. These guys are under the there with this witch's spell, basically because they both oh have God. really big families, and they plan on feasting on both wedding parties. Okay, so, hold up. Instead of, like, the grooms being just, like, a gay couple and uh, Minnie Driver and this chick, Helena Bonham Carter being a lesbian couple, I want them all to be just, like, in one giant polyamorous relationship. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, just the five (laughs) of them all together and shit, yeah. We call that a royal rumble. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little much there. So, so they're all gonna, like, marry each other, but, like, Helena Bonham Carter and Minnie Driver have this, like, evil plot to fucking, like, kill them and eat them and shit like that and fucking serve them up as stew for the next meal at the wedding. <laughs> and, this week, week, and this week... And this week... gender is critics, <laughs> Evangelical movie critics talk about the movie Polyamorous Witches. They're going crazy about it. Pansexual polyamorous relation, uh, which is, I love it. I love it. It'll be asexual polyamorous witches. Poly witches. <laughs> That's there. there you go. There's the name of our movie. There's the name of our movie. Witches. It's one of those really bad movies. Pansexual polyamorous witches in heat. <laughs> it's just a really bad movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a long ass title. 
I would say something like Mitch the Poly Witch. One of them is named Miss Chow. All right, so what else do we got for this? Okay, well, we, we just shortened the whole thing. So what is what is uh, Seth Rogen's porn star angle here, though? Like, he's the side character, the one that's trying to get into porn as a he's chubby not making, boy. Okay, so, like, he's not making enough money as a pool boy. He, he needs to, like, expand. He needs to make more money. And his only fucking option right now is really bad porn. To become the next Ron Jeremy. And, like, he just kind of, like, accidentally gets into it, but then, uh, like, he, he doesn't mean to, like, become this big fucking hit on, like, Pornhub and shit, but he, he becomes this, like, overnight sensation because of his stupid fucking laugh. Fair enough. So he has uh, a laugh. Not, laugh. not Pornhub. We're gonna make it OnlyFans, alright? His, his OnlyFans the laugh, is just... The laugh with the money shot. Yeah, exactly. No, um, no fucking... Seth Rogen's OnlyFans is just him sitting there like <laughs> with his stupid fucking laugh. That's it. Body won't make it. it so up. like every day, fucking Seth comes home from working at the pool. He's he's sitting there laughing. He starts losing his voice and shit. Fucking, he's looking for a remedy. All right. So he hears about these witches who you know they they have all these herbal resources and remedies for everything fucking maybe they can help him fix his voice so he can get back to his OnlyFans fucking job this, this, this is coming along nicely actually yeah. <laughs> I don't even need to say anything you're like making the entire movie I'm sorry <laughs> and Omar just walked I'm away he knows that you're I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about to put on some popcorn <laughs> okay so like he shows up to Mini Driver and fucking Helena Bottom Carter's little cottage in the woods, so to say. It's like on the edge of the woods by a stream. It's like, it's this super magical, pretty looking area. Fucking Helena Bottom Carter's like in the back, brewing up something in the cauldron. And fucking Mini Driver answers the door and she's all like cute and fucking bubbly and shit. Fucking. He's like, <laughs> I need help. And fucking. So like they bring him in and he's. Their, their husbands are sitting there on the couch and like they're they're just like all they, they all have this really weird vibe going off and fucking Seth Rogen's just like what the fuck did I just walk into and fucking they end up putting him under this like spell or some shit and convince him to like join their polyamorous coven relationship shit <laughs> and fucking <laughs> oh my god I love this I need this to happen. Join our love. <laughs> right, right? That nothing's better than fucking love, man. And what's <laughs> what's better than having more to love? Join the love. Right? Well, I mean, if you think about it like Full Monty, the entire movie was about fairly like out of shape guys basically doing a strip tease over in England. So maybe there's a market yeah. for like him There's a market for everything. In English porn. Yeah, there's a, there's a market for everything, really. There's a market for everything, buddy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Alright, so so how do we want to... I guess we'll wrap this up with some, like, Red Wedding-style bullshit fucking... They're all in this big polyamorous relationship, and it's, like, the, flat, the, the, the four of them on one side with Seth Rogen on the other fucking marrying into their little relationship shit. And then at the very <laughs> end, it fucking, like... They, the, the end credits is like they kill Seth and fucking like credits start rolling and you get little scenes of him getting like chopped up and cooked into stew and fucking served to like the family and children and everyone's laughing and having a good time <laughs> and right. it, that's it it's just like the next wedding but it's that it's 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 the next wedding eating the first the last wedding basically yeah next wedding party eating the last wedding party okay that's crazy <laughs> I guess we I guess we went through that in about eight minutes. Do you want to move on to another I'm one? Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. No, go for it, Miss B. You this is the first time you've <laughs> no, run, run away with it. by all means. You ran away with the whole thing. That was a good one. <laughs> okay, you got so excited women back together too. Next that premise. Was, oh yeah. And it's gonna be a only fans. 
a group of scientists on the brink of discovering the resurrection of dinosaurs is trapped in a grocery store with a deadly mist that covers their town. <laughs> and So, the, Jurassic Park meets the mist? Yes, and the uh, Jurassic Park meets the mist, meets the very end of the, the first, uh, was it the first Avengers movies? Movie? Uh, let's add an alien invasion in Act 3. <laughs> some Highlanders. Okay, okay. So yeah, aliens, dinosaurs, and a killer mist. The killer mist is part of the aliens. Yeah, the killer mist was sent by the aliens to get ready for them to kill. Yeah, it's it's like um, it's like a, a sedative. People start That's like done. passing out, but they're not dead. All right, so like the aliens, they want to like use. Let, let's make them some, like, War of the Worlds kind of alien. They want to take your yeah. blood and use it as fertilizer for their home or some shit. They just go, they just go in a death-like slumber, but they're not really dead. Exactly. They need, to, like, they need to keep the blood alive and warm. So they paralyze these people with the mist. And then fucking aliens swoop in and start just, like, abducting people left and right, fucking eating people's brains and shit. I don't know ripping heads off and throwing body parts around and fucking the only thing you see is just this giant fog from the grocery store with fucking body parts being thrown around and you got dinosaur sounds in the in the background okay well, well no one doesn't have a writer's block today i feel like a dinosaurs versus aliens movie like a really weird yeah. like jurassic park versus i don't know an like literally alien from Alright, alright, so I want to bring Philip Seymour Hoffman back to life for this one, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to make him the dinosaur scientist, and I want um, Sigourney yep, Weaver okay. to be, like, the, the Chris Pratt character, like, that tames the, the velociraptors and uses them as a weapon against the aliens. That well, sounds we're at it. Cool. Let's bring Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, too. Fuck it. Oh, God, I can't remember this guy's name. Uh, I'm going to have to look him up now. Yes. Okay, but while you look for him, let's bring that guy in, too. Ah. Uh, bring I Johnny. Gary Oldman to be the president, and I want him to, like, Who's the president? Gary Oldman. <laughs> I want Gary Oldman to be the president, and I want him to pussy out of the whole fucking aliens versus dinosaurs war. And just like go hide in a bunker and wait it out and fucking I want I want a fucking do, do, to do a Trump. Yeah, yeah, no. Except I want dinosaurs to flood that shit. I like I, I want to see. So I don't I don't know what dinosaurs dig, but I want to see some like giant mole type shit like dig underground and fucking just burst through the bunker walls and fuck shit up. That would be fun. Christopher is still I'm, looking up the name of this. Yeah, I'm trying person. to find the guy's name. Okay, he was. Have you guys seen the movie mm -hmm. Walking Tall with the, the version with the Rock? Yeah. The main bad guy in that movie, the main asshole, I feel is like the one that 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 uh, let the dinosaurs loose. He's like a real prick. Do 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 do. Walking Tall antagonist. Let's not leave any dead silence. Right? We, we're, we're trying not to. But it's like I'm looking down at my phone trying to find the guy, and it's, I'm noticing there's, like, dead silence, but I'm desperately trying to find is it, him. Is it Jay Hamilton? Yes, Jay Hamilton. With the, the mm. weird blue eyes. Like, they look like a, a, an Alaskan uh, sled dog's blue eyes. Just... Yeah, no. He's really, really, really fuck. He's uh, a... Uh, his his eyes make me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, they're like deep. <laughs> yes, yes. Him. He's got like intense fucking eyes. Of course, that is, that is a spooky face. If right you there. actually look at him in Walking Tall, he doesn't look like that. He looked much spookier. Like he's got a hardened look to him now, like serial killer hardened kind of look to his face. Yeah. Uh, Could you imagine? Could you imagine waking up in the middle of the line and that guy has just broke into your house, but he's just standing there drooling with his eyes looking like this so goodly. <laughs> okay, so Philip Seymour Hoffman, 
Sigourney Weaver, I fucking like. They're, they're, they're Damn, Sigourney Weaver. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're fighting aliens with the the dinosaurs, and fucking like Sigourney Weaver runs in on a fucking like Triceratops. So just just one of those classic uh, all star cast at disaster movies. Yeah. Now you have to put like a thousand pictures on the on the billboard of the thing, and you have all these pictures of all these people looking mad worried. Oh my god! I want to make Uma Thurman. The, uh, the the speaker of the house. <laughs> oh my god! Right. She doesn't uh, get a lot of play just anymore. Like flip the fuck out on reporters asking what the fuck is going on. I do. About to fight him. What's wrong with him? out! I don't know what the fuck this guy's doing. No. What no. do you mean you don't know what's going on? You know who I want? Oh god! I want a a crazy scientist guy. And I don't know if you guys remember who John Glover is. I feel like I know that. Okay. Guy. If you go back Hang to on. the Smallville television show, he was uh, Lex's father. In okay, Smallville. yes. Yes, absolutely. He I'm also played the crazy scientist that ended up creating Uma Thurman's version of Poison Ivy in the Batman and Robin movie. It did. Yes. Word. Yeah, no, fucking Fredo would know all about that. John Glover is a fantastic actor. He does not get oh, used yeah. anywhere near enough. Uh, He's very underrated. All right. Anything else? Um, I don't know. How do we want to want to end this? Do we want the aliens to take over the world and like use everyone's blood as fertilizer? I feel like a good end of the world kind of shit is the way to go out, and then like leave leave room for like a sequel people like hiding underground to come back up and fucking fight the aliens again they're secretly like stealing alien technology to use it against them i don't know mm -hmm. it feels seems like an appropriate plot twist to something that's already a ludicrous movie <laughs> yeah i want to say like the mist is something that the aliens created to subdue the town and the only way to escape it is to get into an area that is not ventilated at all. Yep. So you got people that are basically locking themselves in areas like closets, so on and so forth, plugging the holes, and you got to get into something that is literally not ventilated. And I want to say a big scene in the town should take place inside of a bank vault, and there's air just... There's not enough air for everybody that's in there, and so they're slowly suffocating and they can't get out. I like it. Mm. I want, I want a, I want a fucking T Rex to no, no. It's always a T Rex. What's, what's the one with the, the giant ball thing on his tail? Oh God, a Stegosaurus? Is that what it is? No, no. No, those, those are the ones with the plates oh, over their backs. Yeah, yeah. No, what is it? Uh, I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about, right? The, the, it's the got guy like, with the, the hard head and the fucking. It's got like a fin a on its back, and then. It's got that rock for a tail. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Let, let me let me look this up. What's the dinosaur? Keep talking, guys. I'm thinking. Talk um, among yourselves. <laughs> I'm trying to talk amongst do. myself. God, God myself. I, I, I am not good at carrying yeah, on by myself. Stegosaurus. Okay. Stegosaurus? Not Stegosaurus? No, 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 an Ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus, okay. Hold up. Hold up. He falls back on his tail. There it is. It's sending into the chat. There you go. I see. Okay. Alright, I want one of these guys to just, like, burst through the windows at the grocery store and just fuck everything up. That's a, just like, they think they're safe. Yep, yep. Everyone yeah. like everyone thinks they're safe, you know, aliens and dinosaurs are running past and you see this big motherfucker like fighting off, I don't know, some some little like tiny carnivores, dinosaur whatever fuckers. You know the ones I'm talking about, the little tiny ones that fucking attacked the little girls that, on the first um Jurassic Park. Oh, uh, the <clears throat> Velociraptors. Little, no, no, no. The, they were the tiny, oh, tiny the ones. Oh, the tiny, tiny ones. I don't. What were they called? 
No, I don't fucking remember. I'm not going to look it up because then there's going to be more dead air. But <laughs> yeah, it, you guys know the ones I'm talking about, right? Okay. So I want I want the, the Ankylosaurus to be like trying to fight off all these little fuckers that are like swarming on him. And he just like charges through fuck the, the grocery store fucking windows and just starts throwing people across the fucking building with his tail. And, like, that whole fucking, like, mist starts pouring in. And the mist, it doesn't affect the dinosaurs. No. They're good. I say that that they didn't want to control the dinosaurs. It was only designed to uh, subdue the humans. Yep. They're basically... Kind of like our witches from the last movie. They're looking to subdue the humans and eat them all. They are a feast. Or use them as fuel for their ship. Exactly. Could be fuel. Blood is fuel. Blood is everything to them. Yep. Yes, Blood yes, is yes. not just not just food. That, but that also... ends the whole like grocery store scenario. Okay, so what's going on in the bank vault? <laughs> we got we got a bank vault too. And I say these we are, these are just like the beginning scenes of the movie where like shit starts really going down. I want to say nobody so... escapes the bank vault. So basically, you keep popping back to these people slowly dying in a bank vault, and when they finally pop it open, everybody's dead. Like, yeah. nobody's alive. Mm-hmm. I like it. Right. But, like, I don't, want it, I don't want it to be focused on just, like, one specific person. Oh, it should be focused on different areas around town, not just the grocery store. You got the bank falls. Around, around the world. Oh, around the world. Like global so invasion. Global invasion. But it's one specific town that the whole thing's focused on. Yeah. Of course, but, you get like, John Glover's you're, mad you're, you're, scientist. You're jumping to like scenes of like the president going to hide in a bunker, and you got Uma Thurman telling press to fuck off because the world's ending. Fucking mm. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want like random scenes. It's like all over the world. Know. Like everybody's panicking. You see random little things. You know, you get something from Japan, something from the middle of Russia. You know, just everywhere. I want I want yeah. John Glover to be a crazy Russian scientist. <laughs> alongside of uh, uh, another scientist played by a now-aged John Renault. Uh, John Renault. Okay. Because I love him. And, uh, oh, no, the other guy. There's one other guy that we need to add to the crazy scientist team. The Russian guy from... Uh, oh, he's in, like, so many fucking movies, but he uh, was recently... The most recent one that I can think of was Armageddon. He played the Russian uh, cosmonaut in Armageddon. Mm. Hang on. Well, now you think that. Do 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 Peter Stormare. Hang Peter on. Peter Stormare, okay. Do 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 do. Let me pull up his face. Peter Stormare. Yeah, I found him. Quiet, dead air. Do, do, okay, I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay, it's Happy. Happy? Oh, not Happy, but it, it's the guy from Happy. Yeah. Okay. No, I love this guy. This guy's awesome. Okay, yeah, he's funny as hell, too. He really is. I, he's one of my, my favorite uh, kind of bit characters. Kind of right up there with uh, John... Uh, not John Oldman, Gary Oldman. What the fuck's wrong with me? Oh, my God, Chris. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, was he... Oh, my God. Wait, was he unhappy? Is this the same guy? Am I wrong? Was I wrong? That's I Christopher Maloney, wrong. but you're th- it was unhappy. Oh, my God. They've got a similar fucking face... It's not really. He's he's not a similar face. It's the it's the like hungover look that he's got in this fucking picture on IMDb. Look at that. You can't tell me that doesn't look like the guy from Happy. Oh, that is true. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it, yeah, does. it no, does. No, that is him. That is him. Is it? That is him. Yeah, yeah that's him. I'm gonna look it up and be sure because I don't know. His face looks like thinner than the guy on Happy. Hang on. Oh my god. Cosmonaut. No, it's Christopher Maloney. Very different person. Christopher Maloney from Law and Order? Mm, mm, mm. 
loading screen. This guy. Yep. From Law and Order. Yep. Yes. Okay, yes. Christopher Maloney. Oh, yeah, Maloney is from like the original Law and Order. Oh no, he was SVU. From SVU. SVU, not the original. Uh, Christopher from uh, the series Oz. He played a main character in Oz. He was a very good actor. Uh, Chris yeah, no, but the, this looks like that Peter dude. Yeah, it does. He looks pissed right. off, like thoroughly pissed off. <laughs> yeah, it's like a good all Anyway, so how are we going to wrap this up? I think we just did. Just Armageddon? I think, like, pure bedlam. I don't think this is a movie that ends well. I think this is a movie that that goes to a sequel of people hiding from the aliens. I like it. So the sequel trying is basically to, them to plotting to, to take the, the world back. Yeah, trying to figure out how to live in the world now that it's, like, taken over. This is, uh, like, ID4, except for humanity does not win. Yeah. <laughs> not in the first movie, anyway. you got to watch the second movie. Kind of like the last uh, set of Harry Potter movies. <laughs> something to that nature. Yeah, something like yeah. that. We're not going to liken Harry Potter to uh, dinosaurs and aliens. Okay. So, I guess with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the back end of our podcast. Our podcasts have been getting shorter and shorter lately. Oh my and goodness. I, it's, it's COVID wariness. We are all sitting in separate rooms yeah. trying to trying to figure things out and uh, we'll figure it out once we get back in houses I've, i'm waiting on my uh, lounge chairs once i get them in here y'all are more than welcome to come over we're we, we don't go anywhere you're safe you can wear masks yeah, i don't, don't, I don't ever do anything but i am staying away from people this coming week because i've been sick last week uh, i don't know if it was like a head cold or something but uh I'm gonna stay away from people for like another week or so before I like interact. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, definitely. Yeah, it's probably a good idea anyway. Yeah. Let's stay away from people for a little bit. All right. On behalf of myself, Mr. Omar, and Miss B, thank you for sitting here and listening to all the dead air between us talking. And, uh,. <laughs> we do hope you Seriously, have a, dude. We need to have a fourth. The fourth is the one that fills the dead air. It's almost like if 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 she uh yeah, if uh Spooky had shown up tonight, we'd have no dead air. You know. Yeah, yeah. but if Junie was yeah, here, we'd have no lives. dead air. Oh no, I'm just saying that that's why we had a fourth to begin with because a four-part conversation is usually good enough to keep the conversation flowing. Oh yeah. Exactly. All right. And Thank you very much. Have a wonderful evening. And uh, if you don't like us, I don't care. Bye.